Hello and welcome to Reader's Book Corner. I'm your host, Teresa Beasley, and in today's episode, we delve into Dead Leaves by Keelan Patrick Burke. This is a book of nine creepy stories perfect for the Halloween season, or some would say the witching season. This book is the second seasonal collection by the author, but let's get into the discussion. Now, the book starts with the, with an introduction from the author, and it kind of talks about Halloween and how it is a controllable horror because we can always step away from it or change the channel or close the book. It makes a good point that for, for one night, we all are able to put on a mask and see the world through the eyes of the things that put fear in us. For one night only, we are the monsters. We do this for a short period of time because we know we can always remove the mask and plus it's in a safe environment where no one gets hurt. And I agree with Patrick, uh, Keelan Patrick Burke on this. But let's talk about the tales included in the book. There are nine tales. Andronomy, Someone to Carve the Pumpkins, Haven, How the Night Receives Them, Tonight the Moon is Ours, The Toll, Will You Tell Them I Died Quietly, The Tradition, and The One Night of the Year. But I want to talk about just a cu- some of the ones that I really enjoyed. Someone to carve the pumpkins. There are these two kids, Chuck and Joe, who are watching this old lady on her porch. I mean, they're behind like a fence watching her. But they seem to be drawn to her, but sh- they keep thinking that she's trying to put a spell on them. They can hear her say, come, in, come home. And when you get to the last paragraph of the story, you figure out that there is a twist of the story and you really figure out who Chuck, Joe, and the old lady really are. Um, the next story is How the Night Receives Them. Carrie is walking down a road toward home and speaking to a detective she calls the poet. He kind of rides beside her and she talks to him and things. And this seems to be like a regular thing for them. Then one night she's walking and this man asks if she's okay, but he isn't the poet. So she kind of ignores him. When the poet finally gets there as she is making her last turn toward home, you believe he is just a detective trying to make sure she's safe. But as the story ends, the story has you wondering, is she a ghost or is the detective a ghost? Which I like that that ending. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, Tonight, the moon is ours is the next story. And Evan lives in a small village and children have been going missing. He meets up with Colm and Yvonne to discuss their friends. And they were kind of discussing these twins that had recently went missing. And he has a kind of crush. Evan has kind of a crush on Yvonne. But as you're reading the story, I believe the siblings want him to like her. I think they want him to have that crush on her. Because I think that's what draws the person in. As the night goes on, they end up in a field across from their school. Now, the siblings start revealing things to Evan, and the, the main rule is that you can't tell anyone. And when they show him their true selves, Evan realizes why kids are going missing, which I thought the ending of this one was, like, really cool, too. Um, the next one is The Toll. Camden is a millionaire who wakes up in a box. His captor also puts a cord in it attached to a bell to alert like a watchman. So I guess back in the olden days, if you were put in a box and you were still alive and you came to or whatever, there was a string and you yank on that string and it hits a bell and like the gravekeeper or the watchman would come and get you out because they know you're alive. So he has this bell and the string. Now, he was put in this box on Hollow's Eve. And of course, you know, he's pulling the string, but no one's coming. Camden tries to go down a list of people who will want him to be in the box. 
who could have put him in the box? So he's thinking of all these people, and he runs down this list, and you're reading these people um, who probably had a good reason, basically, to have him in the box. But he's going down the list, and then dirt starts to seep into the box. I mean, dirt starts filtering in, and he can hear the rats chewing on the wood to get into him, and he realizes, okay, this is worse than I believed. So now, um, when you get to the end and it, it's revealed on who put him in the box, it's a shock, but it's also understandable because the person can only take so much, but you get it. And that last sentence of this story is just perfect. Now, the next one is, will you tell them I died quietly? Elias is concerned about his mother's death. He takes her to the church for burial, and at least, at least he thought he did. And he also thought he understood he understood her death he didn't really understand that because she was supposed to be this witch so he didn't understand how the reverend was allowing him to have his mother buried do the burial at the church since she was supposed to be this witch but what he doesn't realize is that there is something else going on but he doesn't realize it until it's too late and then the last story is the one night of the year it's Halloween and the trick-or-treaters are out and Caleb and his dog Rufus is sitting on their porch. He keeps his shotgun close by just in case anything happens and then they appear. Two children and one adult woman and they're just standing in the yard and they're staring at Caleb. Caleb is staring back at them and then he throws candy to the kids and they stuff their pockets with it and then the mother makes this grave mistake and it goes downhill from there that was a great ending to a story as well so like i said this is the first book i've read by keelan patrick burke and i know this is like a short episode but i really enjoyed it i mean the stories are creepy and you know i really only wanted to talk about the ones that i really liked the most but these are these stories are perfect for this time of year i mean because they all keep your attention and the book is a quick read so you get through them quickly um, but a couple of my favorites were The Toll and Will You Tell Them I Die Quietly. And I like those because of the unsuspected reveals. I mean, you don't see them coming. And the reveals in these two stories like shocked me, but were also ones I really liked. And then the last favorite of mine was The One Night of the Year because you could tell each year this happens to Caleb on Halloween. And it's just the ending of the story was like right up my alley and I am glad Caleb had his shotgun. But like I said, the ending of that was just perfect. And then like the toll, that last line of the story was just, it was great. It was awesome because it gives you the clear picture of why all this stuff happened, <laughs> why all this stuff happened to him. But I mean, I really, really enjoyed that one and, too but um i would definitely be checking out more of the arthur's books because i know he's won awards for being a really good contemporary horror writer um so yes i would definitely be picking up more of his books now that is the conclusion of our discussion for dead leaves and before i go let me tell you a little bit about the arthur keelan patrick burke he hails from um he's been hailed by booklist as one of the most clever and original talents in contemporary horror keelan patrick burke was born and raised in ireland and immigrated to the united states a few weeks before 9 11. since then he has written five novels among them the popular southern gothic slasher ken and over 200 short stories and novellas including peekers sour candy and the house on abigail lane 
all of which have been opted for film, which is awesome. He is a five-time Bram, Bram Stoker Award nominee. Burke won the award in 2005 for his coming-of-age novella, The Turtle Boy, the first book in the acclaimed Timmy Quinn series. As editor, he hemmed the anthologies Night Visions 12, Taverns of the Dead, and Quick Quietly Now, a tribute anthology to the one of Burke's influences, the late Charles L. Grant. He lives in an unhaunted house in Ohio with, with a Scooby-Doo lookalike rescue pup named Red. Visit his site at KeelanPatrickBurke.com and his Keelan is K-E-A-L-A-N Patrick Burke and Burke has an E at the end dot com and on Instagram at Keelan Patrick and on X at Keelan, Keelan Burke. His books can be purchased on Amazon. So look him up on Amazon so that you can um, grab one of his books. And if you would like to suggest an indie Arthur book, indie book or Arthur, feel free to contact me at ArthurTABeasley at gmail.com. Connect with the Reader's Book Corner on Instagram, Facebook, and X at our Readers BC. And be sure to follow the um, podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, happy reading. Mm-hmm.